Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him, nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to be what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by man's decision, but of God. And the world became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And he saw his glory, the glory as of the Father, Son only, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today we hear a different version of the Christmas story of the coming of the Lord. You know, words have impact. Words can affect us. Words can lift our hearts when someone says something positive, like, excellent job today, or I love you. Or here at the altar, a man and a woman say to each other, I do. Or we together in our creeds say, amen, so be it. The power of words in our human life, we know about. Words can tear us down. Words of hatred, of division, of conflict, of competition. In fact, as we all know, the internet hasn't made that any easier at all. One tweet can go viral and ruin a politician's career or ruin a a, a business person's career. Um, I'm thinking of that owner of the electric car company tweeted some things a year or so ago. He got into legal trouble with the SEC. Or um, children can say very hurtful things to each other online. Words have impact. So it's no surprise today that in this gospel, we hear John talk about a different kind of word. And we focus in John's spiritual world on Christmas from sort of a top-down approach. Of course, the stories from Luke that we love, Luke and Matthew, about the Holy Family, Jesus being born in Bethlehem, in a manger, are beautiful, the choirs of angels, the shepherds in the field. John is a little more serious. He's saying the Word existed before all time. The Word was part of God. The Word was God. And then the Word came down to dwell among us, to make His dwelling, the tabernacle, among us. The Word, as one of the ancient spiritual writers, ancient fathers of the church said, the Word leaped leaped down from heaven in the watches of the night. And now our church is flooded 
with the wonder of the nearness of God. So this gospel today is very complex, but it's also very beautiful. So what is that word? The Hebrew term for word is devar, and the Greek word is logos. They don't just mean a letter, form of letters put together to form a word in our vocabulary. In fact, I looked it up. The Hebrew word for the word is translated and means about 85 different things in the Old Testament. And in the, both the Old and the New, the Greek word of the word can be interpreted about 100 different ways. Some examples of the word coming from God are God himself, fire, order and reason that sets all things according to God's plan. It's both a noun and a verb. The word is actually moving in our lives and moving down to be with us. We see it in Genesis all the way at the beginning. When God spoke the world into existence, he made all things by his word. And at that time, the world was pretty much perfect, filled with his wisdom and knowledge and love. So I'd like to say when we talk about Christmas from John's perspective, the word is God's wisdom, his perfection, and his love also. We always have to keep the two together. His love came down to be near to us. That God spoke his son, Jesus, into the world, but not just the world. Today we celebrate God speaking Jesus into our hearts. The image that we have of ourselves and of others can be clouded, can be tarnished, can be messed up by words that people use in this life and by actions and things we do. Selfish, selfish actions, self-centered actions, violent actions. God tried many times to divert us, to bring us back to his love, to say, you know what, you're harming each other, you're harming the planet, you're harming the world. There was a lot of darkness in the world at the time Jesus came. Can you imagine, just imagine for this, especially the next week or two, imagine the world with no Christ, with no Jesus, with no idea really who God is, other than a jealous, a vengeful God, a competitive God. On top of that, put in the sin and division and pride of our world. It's a pretty dark place. And as I said, God tried to bring us back many times. As the second reading, and even the first reading, which talks about how blessed are the people who bring the glad tidings, the good news. The second reading from Hebrews talks about God sending his, his word through the prophets through Noah, Abraham, Moses, Elijah, John the Baptist. God tried very hard through our own freedom, our own world, to help set us straight, to send watchmen and women, prophets and prophetesses, to show us the way back to his love. In the end, though, he finally sent us himself, his son, the word, who became flesh and dwelt among us. He emptied himself out of wisdom and love, to restore the way things used to be. I used an analogy for this, because again, this gets pretty heady, pretty complex stuff. I used an analogy last night with the kids. Many of us, especially boys, got electric train sets for Christmas from Santa. I did as a small child. And my dad showed me how to put it together and, and run it, but by the time I got my hands on it, it was all messed up. 
the tracks weren't put together right, the transformer was broken, nothing, the village and the locomotives wouldn't even light up on the track. So my father, my dad, had to come down to the family room, probably take time out from whatever he had planned that day, literally got on his hands and knees for hours in the pain of the hard floor of the family room, fixing that track and fixing that train set, putting it back together and giving me another chance, although it took probably two or three more chances, for me to figure out how to use an electric train set. For us, the word becoming flesh, God emptying himself of his grand divinity to come and help us is like the father helping his son with that train set. That more than just speaking down at us, God came down, got on his knees, so to speak, to come to our level. For what? Well, to save us from our sin and darkness, of course. But as part of that, and and we hear it in the scriptures all through this Christmas, more than that, to remind us, God came to remind us who we really are and who we've always been, his beloved children. Is this all too heavy, too complex? It's basically saying as we are impacted by the words and images we use in our lives, we need to internalize the word today, even more so than 2,000 years ago. Well, where to start? Do I just come here and listen to a priest who goes on and on probably too long about these lofty theological things? Well, one place to start is to look for the word among us. Look for Christ as a sign within our own church, our own families, our people, God with us, God near to us. Look for that wisdom of God's perspective and love. Here's some example, and I borrowed some of this from Father Walt last night, that there are so many things that give us hope in this world, so many ways that the word is working in our lives. For example, here in our community, where we believe the word is present, where Christ is present, we have so many ministries. We have, as you all know, the Honduras Mission. We've installed 56 water treatment centers in villages in Honduras, but that's not even scratching the surface. The thousands of hours of volunteers that have designed and put those systems in place, and we need to keep that going. Our food pantry up at the former St. Catharines, we feed and provide food to hundreds of families and individuals. Our Social Concerns Commission um, helped in a big way with the giving trees that we have. The gifts are still coming in. We, I think we're up to three or four giving trees now. They also serve meals at Metanoia and the Westside Catholic Center. We have a very, very big ministry here to the sick, to the homebound. Eucharistic ministers taking communion to those who are stuck in their situation and cannot be with us as a family. And I must mention our beautiful music ministry, our choir. This isn't just to entertain us or to make us feel good just here. The choir literally enhances our prayer life. And for many people that have come here, gives them joy, sometimes during very dark times in their lives. So if you're just coming to visit today from near or far, consider putting down some roots here as well, because these are all many Ministries and signs of God's word taking flesh of how we are called as Christians to incarnate God's love and wisdom in our very own lives. I didn't even mention that today at one o'clock we have a Christmas dinner with over 180 guests that are coming 
to share a meal, some of whom, one, a couple people told me last year, they would have had no other place to go to except sitting alone in their apartment had they not come here for a joyful dinner. And it's not just the poor, it's not just service. We have a strong CYO sports program here. We have a budget of over $60,000 that helps, I think, about close to 150 kids participate in sports in a Christian way where it's just as much about playing well and respecting one another as it is about winning. And our PSR, our educational program, serves over 500 children, planting those seeds of the word. And this is not just our parish. We're not just patting ourselves on our back. It's every parish. It's everywhere that the word of God is taking flesh and at work. As Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be, my love will be. So the word was made flesh and continues to dwell among us. It has overcome the darkness. The darkness is still out there. There is much work to be done. But we are called today to participate in that word, to enflesh ourselves with the body of Christ here at the Eucharist, and then to go out and help God recreate our world. Because he works not from top down, as this lofty reading from the Gospel of John seems to indicate. He also works from the bottom up. He works through you and I, through people. So let us incarnate Christ in our very own lives today. But above all, today we celebrate the joy of the word leaping down from heaven and bringing light to our world. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.